Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia, and uh, it's been another week. Uh, it's been an interesting week. Uh, it's been a week where I think uh, the most apropos word is uh, distraction. I think that's the best way I can put it, distraction. Uh, we're being distracted uh, either by Chinese balloons or shooting down things. We don't know what they are. Come on. I, I know the, the, the handful of you that are really big into uh, aliens uh, coming down to say hello and uh, probe an orifice or two. Um, really wanted the government to come out and say, yep, these, these are extraterrestrial. Now, I know, see, you, you, you'd be... Not so much confused as, uh, well, uh, y- y- you wouldn't know which one to, to root for, huh? You'd be divided in your purpose, I guess. You'd be double-minded because uh, we all know that if ever there is confirmation, I guess is the best way I can put it, of extraterrestrials, it's, it's, it's a demonic issue. It's it's not it's not as though aliens have been out there for you know billions upon billions of years and they're like oh my goodness we could use a few slave planets but who do we go to oh those people hitting each other with rocks and sticks they'd be good at sweeping floors wouldn't they and i know that well not all alien uh, you know uh beings and life forms are violent Plants are violent. Everything fights for survival in the universe. The only one outside of, uh, I guess, the natural course of things is God. He has been since the beginning. He will be forevermore. He doesn't need to fight for survival. But everything else in, in, in the universe fights to survive. And so for me to believe that there are life forms out there is to believe that at some point they're going to try to subjugate the human race. Because, you know, free labor is free labor. I'm, I'm not going to go down this path because everybody was like, fingers crossed, here they go. They're going to confirm it, man. Oh, oh, I'm going to write that fat guy in Wisconsin a letter. Ha, huh? we told you so. And then they come out, no, we can't. We can't confirm it's It's a Chinese spy drone. You think balloons is the only thing they've got scanning the U.S.? You think that's, that's the, the, the limit? That's the extent of their technological abilities is a balloon? Nobody's talked about that if they let you see the balloons it's a balloon it's not as though it's a stealth balloon 
It's not a highly advanced balloon. It's a weather. It's a balloon. If they let you see the balloon, if all eyes are on the balloon, what do you think they're not letting you see? What do you think they're doing behind the scenes secretly in ways that are very difficult for the U.S. government to pinpoint? Or if they've pinpointed it, look, again, there's, there's realistic Mike and there's cynical Mike. And right now they're converging. Because I wouldn't put it past the Chinese to make a backdoor deal with uh, Mr. Robinette Biden and say, look, you can, you can shoot down the balloons and we're going to act real angry about it. Uh, but there's a couple things that if you do decide to, to shoot down or if you do decide to expose, uh, we are going to be very, very angry. And then, uh, you know, who knows what 120-minute video might be released of uh, – one former crack-addicted Hunter Biden uh, doing uh, very, very untoward things. Huh? Would you put it past him? Look, if, if there's anything that you, as an American citizen, can take comfort from, it's the fact that by some miracle, by some serendipitous alignment of the stars, we've managed to elect the most intelligent family to the office of the presidency. That, that should give you comfort. I mean, these people would, would, would make uh, Tesla and Einstein seem like half-witted children, the kind that wear the, you know, the little helmets and, and, and go on the short bus and bang their heads against the windows, those. Okay? Because it's, it's not just Joe Biden whose intellect is staggering. Apparently his brother. It's a family thing. It's in the DNA, people. If, if, if we want to master the next step of evolution, we, we need to synthesize Biden blood and, and, and inject it into everyone alongside the coronavirus vaccine. That's all I'm saying, because apparently James Biden negotiated a $140 million deal with the Saudis. I mean, James Biden, you know, not as bright or artistic as Hunter, I'll give him that. But even this guy who nobody's ever heard of just comes out of the woodwork and starts doing spin kicks like he was a master you know, Aikidoist, $140 million, boom, negotiation done. And I know what you're thinking. It's only because his brother is uh, or was the vice president. See, that? Why, why do you have to drag the family through the mud? Can't you just admit? That this entire family, that the Biden family, are geniuses when it comes to negotiating with foreign powers. I mean, they brought Harvard and Yale graduates. They brought people that majored in business and, you know, corporate takeovers and all this stuff. And they sat down and 
scratch their heads in the Ukraine. We can't make heads or tails of this. We need a specialist. And then they sent somebody else, you know, somebody out to like downtown L.A. in the homeless encampment to find Hunter Biden smoking the crack pipe and going, buddy, the world needs you. We get it. I mean, looking like a homeless person doing crack, losing your teeth, betting your dead brother's widow, all this stuff, okay, but the world needs you. Like, like, like the fiscal James Bond, buddy. So you know what? Hunter, for the good of the planet, pardon me while I sit for my delicious beverage, coffee, black, uh, my, my Keurig broke. Uh, for some reason, I'm not going to buy another one because, eh, and I had a few, uh, pods, uh, Sumatra. I know I'm living the high life. I mean, granted, I'm not like living the Peter Popoff high life because, uh, apparently I, I saw this and I started chuckling because I actually met Peter Popoff. He, uh, picked us up in his green Jaguar, me and my grandpa, and we went and we did his radio program. Uh, Peter Popoff selling his uh, mansion for $8 million. And I know that some of you won't eat, will, will discount that altogether and write letters. How dare you have Sumatra coffee? I don't know. Somebody gave me a pack of K-Cups. You know what? I'm not homeless. I'm sorry I'm not homeless. Some of you would wish that I were. But once in a while, I spoil myself with a K-Cup. Shame on me. Now, Peter Popoff. Selling his California mansion for $8.1 million. Remember? Uh, what was it? The, the, at, at first he was doing faith healings and then he got caught with the hot mic. And then, of course, because why not, uh, he started peddling uh, miracle water. Remember? It was blessed. I think, wasn't it supposed to be from the Ukraine? Hold on, let me sip because my throat's a little uh, jangy. Wasn't the miracle water supposed to be from the Ukraine? From like near Chernobyl or something? Anyway, made a bunch of money in the 2000s, because why not? You give people choices. See, you're like, all right, there's this guy who looks like the epitome of a huckster, who looks like the epitome of somebody trying to take you for your last dollar. And he's trying to sell you some toilet water that he says is miracle working. Your other option is to do what the Bible tells you and humble yourself and repent and submit yourself to the authority of God and walk humbly with your Lord. Pick door one or door number two. Apparently enough people pick door number one that, well, Peter Popoff has an $8 million mansion to offload. Some of these people live the way that they don't deserve to live because uh, they did it off the backs of unsuspecting and gullible people. Look, if I don't, if you work hard, God bless you. If you inherited money, God bless you. If you invented whatever it was, a new kind of doorstop, a new kind of toilet plunger. God bless you. If you rose up through the ranks of a startup company, you know, who would have thought working for a bald guy 
in 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 in, in uh, a warehouse selling books back in the day, and he named it Amazon. Please, you know, some people have been there since that, and they had stock options that they got every year, and they rose through the ranks, and they're well off. I I begrudge no man earning a living, no matter how great the number is. My problem is using God to cheat already desperate and poor people out of their hard-earned money for your personal gain. Because as I said, I met Peter Popov. The man does not have the requisite intellect to do anything else in this world and make that kind of money and own that kind of house. Some people I've met, I'm like, all right, this guy could have succeeded doing anything else. Great. Some people I've met in ministry, you know, you know, wow, you got in good, kid, because it was either this or janitorial services at the local high school. So, yeah, that, that, I ran across that one. Peter Popov selling an $8 million mansion. Ah! But back to... the family Biden and they're just absolute genius. I, I, I think all the genius of the world was concentrated into this handful of males in the Biden family. Cause they, they, they show up in LA. They, they, they tell Hunter, Hey, we need you to lay the crack pipe down for a second. Come help us out in Ukraine. You're the only one that can make this deal happen. And sure enough, he did. Now, you know, once he got the deal done and he made millions of dollars because no one else could figure it out, he went back to the crack pipe because why wouldn't you? Uh, so uh, they, they, I think they tried to find him again, and uh, he'd left downtown L.A., the homeless shelter. Uh, so they, they went to uh, James Biden because they said to themselves, uh, the next best thing to Hunter Biden fixing our problems as I'm as a multinational billion dollar corporation is, is James Biden. If anyone could iron out a contract that's mutually beneficial to all parties involved, well, we'd prefer Hunter, but we'll take James. So James Biden secretly negotiated a $140 million settlement deal in 2012 between a U.S. company and the Saudi Arabian government due to his relationship with then-Vice President Joe Biden. Court documents revealed. You know what? The court documents are biased and they're racist. Because I, I don't know if you knew it, but James Biden is one one-third of one-third of one-third African-American. So you can't. You, it's racist. That's all it is. The revelation represents one more instance of the Biden family business peddling influence while President Joe Biden was an elected official. Well, you know, he only had so much time. It's like football players. You got to get the best amount of, you know, resources out of a very limited amount of time because by the time you're three, four seasons in, your brains are scrambled eggs. You don't know what your name is. You're talking out half, you know, half the side of your mouth like this. You know, so sure, you're going to peddle everything. And you, what? You own a car dealership? Hey, this is me. I'm a football player. Go to this dealership and buy a car. I did. No, you didn't. You lie. 
they paid you money, probably gave you a car. And then, you know, you, you siphon people over there. You, 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 you sort of, you know, herd them that way to buy a car from them. A shoe? I, I love shoes. Uh, buy this shoe. It fits. Uh, they only have so much time before they can't play anymore. And so they have to monetize themselves to the utmost. The Biden family thought, you know, it, it was the hand of God himself that Joe Biden got to be vice president for eight years. They, they pushed it as hard as they could because nobody, even in the circus world that we live in, even in the clown world that we've created, nobody would have thought that Joe Biden had a chance at being president. Wait, the guy with the hair plugs? The guy that kept screaming the N-word on the Senate floor, that guy? Evidently, yes. So the next time you tell me that the American populace is intrepid and it's, we're going to pull ourselves out of this nosedive, yes, we are, brother. We're going to pull ourselves right up. We, we, we pull ourselves by our bootstraps. And who's we? Look, I get it. Some of you, most of you, probably all of you listening to this program would probably succeed at pulling yourselves up by your bootstraps. You, you, you're hard workers. You know what you need to do in order to survive. But you're taking that small, small group and extrapolating to the entire population of the United States. When I saw a kid on YouTube crying his eyes out that they were making him work eight hours at Starbucks. I'm not a slave. How dare you? It's eight hours. That's what a full-time job is, Ninny. So don't tell me. Look, there's, there's no pulling ourselves up from anything. Our only hope is the Biden family. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, it, during the eight years that uh, uh, Mr. Robinet Corn Pop Biden was vice president, uh, the entire Biden clan went hog, man. I mean, they, they, they tried to get as much as they could because there was no way that they could envision Joe Biden being president. They know Joe. You're like, nobody's this dumb. Like, Aunt Judy's writing Joe's name in his underwear. There's no way this man could be the leader of the free world. We got to do what we can to get as much as we can in this eight years. We got lucky. Yes, we know Barack Obama doesn't like Joe. We know he thinks he's an idiot. That's fine. We can still use his name and make some coin. And so they did. In 2011, upon the Saudis' refusal to pay $140 million to a U.S. construction company, Hill International, Joe, not Joe, I apologize, James, James Biden was brought in to negotiate the settlement deal between, indeed, the U.S. company and the Saudi government because the Saudis would not dare stiff the brother of the vice president who would be instrumental to the deal. Affidavits reported by the Daily Mail show. I'm sure it was just a coincidence. If James Biden was a nobody living out in Laguna Niguel, fishing off the pier every morning, due to the gravitas of his intellect, still would have sought him out and said, 
We need your help. Look, we know. We know that we've put a lot on the shoulders of the Biden family. I mean, Hunter negotiated with the Ukrainians for Pete's sake. But you're the only one that can help us because Hunter doesn't want to put the crack pipe down this time. So, that's what's happening. I know, I know. Joe's, at least Joe's honest. Look, it'll, hopefully you live long enough to understand how utterly corrupt the entire Biden clan is. At this point, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming the whole, uh, you know, honky-dory, oh, shucks, I'm, I'm, I'm a little goofy thing is just an act. He, he's a bitter old man, that's for sure. He snaps quite easily. He holds grudges like you wouldn't believe. But this, this man has never had a real job in his life. He's been able to navigate himself through government since uh, he supposedly graduated college. I don't know if he did. Apparently, he was either last in his class or number one, uh, depending on who you believe. And through it all, this family has amassed an impressive fortune off government salaries, quote unquote. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let's stop. I'm not, I'm not getting into the politics thing anymore because I told you three years ago, four years ago, I don't even know how long ago it was. I, I, I don't have the money to hire somebody to go through all, all the, the programs and pull out snippets of the I told you so's, or as I like to call them, American prophetic. But if they manage to steal uh, the 2020 presidential election, That they, they have free reign. So I know some people are living with the expectation any day now. Well, who was it that just declared Nikki Haley? Uh-huh. You should look into Nikki Haley's background. Because the only people they're going to be putting up. At this juncture, I don't think Ron DeSantis is going to declare. I don't think he's going to run. I think he's saving himself, and uh, it's neither here nor there. But all the people they're going to put up for the Republican ticket uh, are either going to be globalists or globalist sympathizers. And the big orange man might run against them all, but they're just going to keep demonizing and cutting at him until, I, look, I, if I was him, I would have given up a long time ago. It's, what's the point? But, I, look, we're, we're headed into some stormy seas. I know some of you believe we're there already. We're not. And with these people at the rudder, it feels as though they're aiming for the rocks, if you know what I mean. Pardon me while I take a sip. Yes, you heard that right. This time it was water. Actually, it's, it's water in a Pellegrino bottle. It's, I, I, that's how fancy I am. I drink the sparkling water and then I fill the bottle with uh, regular water. Uh, why? Because I like drinking out of bottles. <gasps> there he goes. He confessed that he's a drinker. 
of water. Yes, I am. I, I, I freely admit I drink a lot of water. I think that's why my, my uh, doctor is uh, confused as to how uh, I could uh, be so Rubenesque and still maintain such a healthy blood. I don't know. We'll see. Now, speaking of distractions, Another thing that happened while we were searching the skies for Chinese balloons is uh, a train, train derailment in Ohio. And I found this fascinating because you know how I'm always, uh, no mushroom cloud this morning. I, I turned on my laptop a mor one morning last week and the picture was of uh, just a dark gray mushroom cloud. I'm like, oh boy. But it wasn't the mushroom cloud. It was just a mushroom cloud. And it was from uh, toxic chemicals that were released from uh, the government under the tutelage and direction of one Pete Buttigieg. And again, I know we all thought it. How can a man who attempts to breastfeed not be an intellectual equal to, to, to Hunter Biden and lead the Department of Transportation to, to high ton scene. I get that. We all thought it. When we, when we saw Pete Buttigieg with a fake bosom trying to breastfeed a baby, I think it was like a universal sigh of relief. Yes, that's the man. Well, apparently... Uh, <laughs> After the train derailment, they said, hey, we should set it on fire. And they did. And apparently a lot of toxic chemicals are released into the ether. Uh, and, and I know we're, we're all environmentalists here. Like, how, how could they do that? Apparently, it's the environment only matters when it comes to you driving a gas guzzler. That's the only time the environment matters. By the way, did you see the article? I know I'm jumping from place to place, but I, I can't keep it depressing all this time. It, it depresses me, and then I have to go eat chocolate. And then I eat the chocolate, and I get fat, and people go, oh, brother, look at you. So much for self-control. You did it. You won't let me talk about happy things. All you want is depressing. Well, you should stick to the, oh, and we're going to talk about this other thing, too, which... In, in one second, I, there's a lot of things. Because apparently, and I'm hoping it's genuine and I'm praying it's genuine, uh, there's, there's, I guess, a revival starting, happening, going on uh, in Kentucky. I believe that's the place. The only thing I can say about that is A, I hope it's authentic, I pray it's authentic, and B, the thing that makes me hopeful is that it doesn't have one individual as the spearhead. Because remember when, uh, oh, Asbury, that's what it is. So in Asbury, uh, apparently people are coming to church and it's a good thing that they're going to church. 
And my one hope and my one silver lining is that it's not like the quote-unquote revivals of the past where it was contingent and dependent on one individual. However, I did see that, who was it? Oh, yeah, Todd Bentley is headed to Asbury and to the Asbury Revival. So even if this thing started out as authentic and God-centered, the jackals and the leeches and the wolves are already setting their sights on it. So if you choose to go, God bless you. Be cautious. Be careful. But Todd Bentley has already announced that he's headed down to Kentucky to partake in the Asbury Revival, saying that he felt a great stirring to attend this fresh outpouring. Again, the the, the outpouring thing is his word. I, I don't like those buzzwords. Uh, I think they're overwrought and overused. Once guys like Todd Bentley start arriving, uh, I'd, I'd double my caution at least, if not triple it. Because there, there are a lot of things that started out simple and humble and pure. Just a simple desire to know more of God, a simple desire to experience more of God, a simple desire... To, to, to be in his presence. And then people came along. People who tried to monetize it, people who tried to elevate their own names through it, people that tried to take advantage. And so be careful. I, again, I'm, look, I'm not against revival. I pray there is. However, I have to be aware of what the Bible says, that during the last days there will be a great falling away unlike the world has ever seen. I have to keep that in mind. I have to contextualize that. And the only thing that I can say is time will tell. Does it seem like an authentic thing at this point? It does. People are going, they're feeling the presence of God, they're repenting, they're breaking down. That's a good thing. But if all your life you're in neutral waiting for the next revival, it's like going to a fireworks show every 4th of July and then living that entire year until the next 4th of July with memories of the fireworks show you saw the year before. That's not what the Christian walk is about. The Christian walk isn't about fireworks in the moment and then darkness the rest of the year. It's about sanctification. It's about growth. It's about maturity. Is a fireworks show fun to see once in a while? Absolutely. Do you relish looking at your children who've never seen one before and seeing their faces? Absolutely. The first time my daughter Victoria saw a fireworks show, I wish I'd filmed her face. 
It was just awe. It was wonderment. And we talked about how great it was for the next three weeks. Every time she'd open her mouth, Daddy, remember when the pink one went off? And then the green and the blue one? And when all of them just boom, 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 all at once? And I'm like, yes, honey, I do remember. But I'd seen fireworks shows before. And so I wasn't as enthused about it as she is, or she was. And now her little sister is in her shoes, and basically she's in my shoes because she looks at her sister and goes, well, yeah, it was great, but I mean, you know, it was great. But it was just a fireworks show. Look, I, I've seen too many of these things, and I've seen how easily they can be corrupted even when they start out good. I've seen how easily they can morph into something other than a move of God. Look, there's still people that their entire spiritual walk revolves around the Azusa Street Revival. And they weren't even there. It was their parents or grandparents. All you're doing is talking about fireworks shows that were. I, I, I don't know how to gauge your spiritual maturity. I'm sorry. Like I said, I, I, I'm all for it. I hope it is. I hope it sweeps the nation and everyone falls on their face in sackcloth and ash. Will it happen? Time will tell. But I reserve the right... I can't say to remain skeptical, but to remain neutral in the matter without people uh, insisting that if you criticize this revival, you might not be saved. And this is, and again, this this is, mm, I'm, okay, let me backtrack a little bit. I had close friends that disavowed me and disowned me and called me all manner of names because I dared to tell them to be cautious about Todd Bentley. And it was ugly. How dare you come against the man of God? What, are you jealous that God's using him and not you? Not in the least. Just be cautious. That's all. Be cautious. And they went. And they got some sort of fire and they came back and their lives fell apart three months later. But they never came back to repent or say, I'm sorry, or you're right. So this is, this is I'm, not, I'm not trying to do a balancing act here. Because half of me hopes it's true. The other half still says, be cautious. And when I see people like it was with Todd Bentley saying, well, if you don't believe it, you might not be saved. That's when alarm bells start going off. Because the Bible tells me to test all things. The Bible tells me to be wise. The Bible tells me to be a Berean. So when somebody wearing a pink hoodie comes out and says, well, you know what? If you question any of it, you're not saved. Uh, and who are you talking to? Some guy named Isaiah Saldivar, who apparently, uh, apparently is a deliverance minister. Uh, 
and a, a 34-year-old revivalist, indeed, full-time social media influencer and content creator because, you know, following in the footsteps of Paul, why not? Yes, I was being facetious. But he goes out to say, let's be clear, if you have anything negative to say about this, I would question if you're even saved or not. Okay. Look, the truth has to be able to stand up to scrutiny. The truth has to be able to stand up to questioning. So I understand Isaiah Saldivar, you're, you're high in your own supply because, hey, you know, TikTok rocks. But the book tells me that I'm supposed to be wise as a serpent. I'm hoping. Especially with the young, I'm hoping that there's a hunger for the truth of God's word. I'm hoping it's not just a flash in the pan. I'm hoping it's not just a fireworks show. I'm hoping that people, once they leave there, they seek out true discipleship, go to the word, they're transformed, they're born again. But then you have guys like Mr. Saldivar saying, if you're questioning it, you might not be saved. And guys like Todd Bentley rushing there. So I, I, I would just be wary. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to go any further into this. But be cautious. Good trees produce good fruit. Bad trees produce bad fruit. It's up to you to decide which is which. There's moving parts here, and it's complicated, so I can't, I can't give a definitive up or down. Like I said, it may have started beautifully, sincerely, honestly. But a lot of things start out good, and their end is something that brings shame and dishonor to the house of God. The people that are flocking to this, trying to be the new leaders, are the same people that brought shame to the house of God a decade ago, two decades ago. So hopefully, an authentic move of God, those that are responsible there would would chase these people away would tell them, turn back, go, you are not welcome here. But then again, time will tell. Because I know I'm going to get questions about this. I know that people are going to write, what do you think? And that's, that's my position. That's, that's where I stand. Um, hopefully, Lord willing, this is something authentic. But if What begins to happen there, and if the people that take credit for it are less than honorable stewards of the work of God, then uh, avoid it.
I mean, you could do worse. Look, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking down on the thing. I'm not saying North Point Church rejoiced because a man came out as a woman. That's Andy Stanley's little, you know, crew of misfits. So between that and people standing in line and going to Bray and, 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 and repenting and, and pouring themselves out, I'll take the repenting and the pouring themselves out every day and twice on Sunday. If you're going to have to avoid anything, avoid Andy Stanley. Uh, gay man with a husband scheduled to speak with Andy Stanley at his church's family conference is one title I ran across today. And apparently, a dude who looked like a lady uh, was uh, embraced by Andy Stanley and the Woodstock Church because why not? Uh, You you can't... (laughs) How do I... I, I, I'm not even going to try to put it nicely. I'm, it's just the way it is. You, you can't be halfway disobedient to the gospel. I mean, if you put one foot in, might as well dunk yourself. You're already going where you're going, Andy. I mean, your destination, save for repentance, is kind of assured. What, what was it that, that Jesus said, better for ones such as these to tie a millstone around their necks and try to do a nosedive into the sea? So that's where Andy's at. I mean, I, it, it, there's, there's, there's really not much difference between uh, embracing homosexuality or embracing, you know, transgenderism. And, and soon enough, because this is the kind of uh, weak-chinned individual that Andy seems to be, uh, he's going to start dropping hints about how those that still hold to biblical doctrine, those that still hold to biblical discipline, are unloving and unkind. And it's people like them, i.e. people like me or people like you, that are giving Christianity a bad name. Because if we were all loving and inclusive, If we all gave love a chance, then all we would have is peace, prosperity, and joy. Now, while Andy Stanley's affirming transgenders in his church, a drag show is fundraising for an LGBT-affirming youth group Uh, planning to offer drag lessons to minors. Now, my question is a simple one, because I'm a simple man. Why is it all of these perverts and mentally ill individuals seem bent on having interactions with children, with minors? Riddle me that. Because they're, they're, they're not offering drag lessons to, you know, middle-aged cooks. They're not offering drag lessons to old grandmas or grandpas. They're offering them to minors. 
children in seventh grade and lower teaching minors how to perform in drag. Look, I understand that, that, that the balloons and the aliens are important. I mean, we, it's easy to stare up into the clouds until you got sunblind trying to find a balloon. But while this is happening in Chicago, the LA Unified School District is set to host a book reading event for sixth graders that will affirm transgender and non-binary youth. The virtual reading event, which will take place on the morning of February 16th, is part of LA Unified's second annual observance of the Jazz and Friends National Day, blah, blah, blah. So while, while we're looking for aliens in the form of balloons, maybe they're hiding in the balloons, uh, the devil marches on. While, uh, and that's another thing I noticed. Uh, after the first train derailment in Ohio, with the chemical spills and the, the black mushroom cloud, uh, there was another train derailment in Texas, also with chemicals, and then a truck overturned in Arizona, also uh, carrying chemicals. I know, I know. Could be a coincidence. Could be. But what if it isn't? What if they realize they can't control you with fear of the vids anymore? What if they realize that uh, with 20-somethings with and 30-somethings dropping dead of heart attacks left and right, it's going to be a hard push for them to convince you to get jabbed. And they needed another emergency by which to control you. Hmm? And all of that is just within the U.S. borders because outside, it, it just gets worse. The Chinese are getting ready to make a move on Taiwan. Uh, they're very angry with us for shooting down their balloon because how dare you interrupt our spying? Now, if, like I said, if you think the balloon is the pinnacle of their technological advancement as far as spying on the U.S., there were Harvard professors that were arrested for selling information to the Chinese. There are politicians that are on trial for selling information to the Chinese. So, yeah. On the other hand, uh, you, you have Europe seeing that they have one of two choices, either be more aggressive with the Russians or insist that the Ukrainians give up and they decided to go with door number one. My concern is that you can only push the Russians for so long, push them into a corner for so long, until they decide to get aggressive, not just on Ukraine, but the rest of Europe. And when that happens, uh, it changes everything. Now, I know, it's, it's, it's a long way to go back to 1984, which, coincidentally enough, is the name of a book that I'd highly recommend you read if you haven't, uh, because it tells you what's going on as far as the culture is concerned. But it's also the year that my grandfather had uh, his revelation for America. And within the context of that revelation, there were two nations that were prominently named. 
as being the detractors and eventually attackers of the U.S., and that was Russia and China. Funny how those two countries have come to the fore, isn't it? Funny how they've risen and now pose a threat. But hey, like, like with, you know, the train derailments and everything else, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. <sighs> what more can I tell you, kids? This is, this is the, the time that we're living in. So uh, if you thought you could put off prayer and fasting and learning to draw close to God, um, tick-tock. You're not going to be able to put it off for much longer. We, we know that God is able to sustain us. We know that God is able to protect us. We know that God is able to keep us. And uh, until the day we see the mushroom cloud on the horizon, because that's we were, what we were called to do. Uh, on that note, um, Roy, thank you. Uh, I, it's, I, I didn't know what it was until I, I, I investigated further, so I, I really am humbly grateful uh, for your kindness. Uh, and uh, yeah, no mushroom cloud yet, but you know, tomorrow's another day. Uh, by the way, this is a recorded program. Uh, today is uh, February the 16th, the year of our Lord, 2023. And uh, we still got a ways to go. I Again, see, I'm hopeful about revival because the Bible doesn't say there won't be one. It just says a great falling away will come first. It's It's perfectly plausible that the, the, the Joel Olstein version of Christianity will fall away. But that it will be replaced by a smaller number of, of young people on fire for God. See, that's, that's why I'm, I'm hopeful about something like that. What I'm not hopeful about, because the Bible tells me it ain't going to happen, is uh, that tomorrow morning we wake up in Abraham's bosom and leave the world and its troubles behind. Uh, we can gauge the when of it, biblically. We're starting to see earthquakes in various places. Uh, Turkey got hit. Romania had an earthquake. It was like a 5.7 or something. Uh, a couple more earthquakes over the week in, in other places. Uh, we're, we're starting to, to check off the list of what Jesus said would occur during these last days, and we haven't gotten to the nasty stuff yet. So if Jesus warned us, of these things we should take them to heart and prepare for the eventuality of seeing them with our own eyes all the while understanding and believing that a thousand may fall to our side and ten thousand to our right yet no one would touch us and that's the blessed hope we have in god that we will not suffer with the godless that we will not suffer with those who do not believe in the Christ, but that we will see the judgment of the wicked with our own eyes and rejoice in the protection of God. I'm not, I can't, I'm not afraid. I can't be fearful because I know that my Redeemer lives. Because I get emails you know, once every couple days. Why are you still in America? Why haven't you moved? 
Where am I going to go? It's, did, did Jesus say Papua New Guinea would be the new Jerusalem? Tell me. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it'll take me a minute to learn pygmy, but I, I like the clicking sounds. Look, running just for the sake of running makes no sense to me. Because you can run from before the path of the elephant into the jaws of the lion. So uh, the only place for you to run is the arms of Jesus. I'm already there. We'll talk when you get here if you're not. But there, there is no hope other than in Christ. There is no hope of safety, of peace, of refuge, of shelter, other than the shadow of his wing. So with all the things going on in the world, the seriousness and passion with which we pursue God should increase all the more. Another week and still no mushroom cloud. Uh, inside joke. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it is what it is. But it is snowing in Wisconsin, and we're supposed to get, what, four to eight inches by the time the day is through. So uh, I'm going to have some fun shoveling today. I, I enjoy shoveling my own snow. It's an honest day's labor. Gino keeps trying to talk me into a, a snow thing, the, the kind that spits the snow away. I, I think it's unmanly, but to each his own, you know. Uh, I, I, I like the shovel. I like the quiet of it. Anyway, God bless you. God keep you. Thank you for listening. Roy, thanks again. Um, we'll see where next week leads us. Maybe, maybe it'll be, uh, I don't know, little teddy bears waking up in children's rooms made in China with those red camera eyes. Uh, and then people will start decapitating teddy bears because uh, we're still under the illusion that the Chinese already don't know everything they want to know. Just a thought. God bless you. Gino, if you've got anything to say, it's yours. Thank you, Mike. Well, it's not unfeasible to consider that we could wake up and have an absolute outbreak of war in Europe not unthinkable to think China will go after Taiwan soon. We don't predict the time. So the idea of waking up and seeing the mushroom clouds not far-fetched because we're, we're getting to the point where the fulfillment of what the Lord said is coming true. And I might add, the sin of America has reached a, has it reached a pinnacle. I would say no. It seems like we're bent on, uh, you know, continuing to try to defy God in many respects, but it is at a level where God can allow everything he said he would do in motion. So, you know, how long do you tempt God? How long do you put on the airwaves, as Mike said, the fat devil? Who? Yeah, he is a fat devil. Sam Smith's a devil. And, you know, give an award to a, such a wicked song who comes the number one song as far as an award goes, and on the charts, called Unholy. How long can you have, you know, mass shootings and crime and rapes and assaults and trafficking women and perversion? All of this, 
is that we're at the pinnacle, close to the pinnacle of where God will say enough. And when that day is, I think what Mike said, you know, we're not in the throes of judgment like what's coming, but we sure are at the beginning stages of seeing it all ready to happen. And, uh, you know, how many years? It's been like many, many years since 1984 when the warning was given. But I do want to end on a good note, since me and Mike did the show about Amy Grant's situation. The good note is that some leaders in Nashville are actually supporting uh, our efforts and my effort to push back against it. And so keep praying because that's a sign of hope that leaders are saying we won't cross these lines, we won't defy the word of God, we will not support people over God. And they're, they're seriously good, solid leaders that are standing for the Lord. And we've got to push back against the darkness. We've got to be people that stand up for the faith. We've got to know that the Lord will be with us in battle and give us victory. So thank you for listening today to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth, with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.